your bank eats the losses. You get new yeah. credit cards. The it's the same thing for these corporations. Like, well, they just send out all the shit. They give everyone Experian or credit monitoring. So it's, I don't know. I think it's a whole. It is kind of interesting. I well, it's not. It's interesting in the world of. It's like it's <laughs> like uh, it's it's, of my world. It's interesting, but yeah. it's it is it's kind of funny, right? Because you think it should. It is kind of like what I would call like almost like a false profit of like problems. It seems like it should be important, but it isn't. Now, like showing that fucking hot dog in Snapchat to all your friends, that's important. People care about it. There's a big difference. I've seen the hot dog a lot more this week than I've seen any two-factor authentication. I'll just say that. You're just following the wrong people on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a given. Uh, That's good. I did did start recording at some point there, so maybe we can edge some of that in. Is is there anything you said that you you, you regret, Brandon? (laughs) No. I just assume no. we're always wrong. Yeah. I regret nothing. Yeah, you know, I I think I you know to to make one of one of my uh, analogies, security is just like just like uh, you know health and weight. It's just like, ah, fuck it, I'm gonna be kind of unhealthy. Pass that bag of artisanal chips, right? And it's just like so much effort. You know that? That's, yeah, but, 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 but that's a hundred percent accurate. It is. It is totally accurate. But but there's that aren't there like fines or something that you know can't like you know CSOs or CTOs or CEOs be you know held liable for customer data somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Isn't there isn't there some compliance boogeyman out there? This is like I like when you when people say this because this is like well wait a minute like if all the financial institutions were kind of colluding together and maybe plummeted the economy into a potential uh, you know. <laughs> A uh, downfall like that could basically bring down all of the Western world. Like you know, probably someone would go to jail for that. Actually, Matt Ray, no, yeah, that's yeah. that is actually not what happens. Most <laughs> of the people do fine, and I think unfortunately in the world of security, while there's much lip service given to that, and there are many many articles in uh, local television shows, uh, local news reports telling you about how the sky is falling. There are, in effect, really no repercussions to anything. Wow. So that's sort of why, like, you want it to be a problem. Trust me, I want it to be a problem. I wish people cared. I wish everyone had an Apple Watch or equivalent and just use that to, like, automatically log in. Ooh. But nobody cares. Yeah. Everyone just wants to use the same password that usually has a pet's name in it, always has a pet's name in it, you know, if even if they've gotten beyond the, the password, password kind of thing. So... I get it though. I mean, I'm a human being too. I see that side of it, but it's so I it, wish. It is like, like I I'll, wish. I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give a a small vignette that that I think is representative. So I was uh, seeing then it's also uh, some some promotional material here. Watch <laughs> watch how I professionally do this. So I you, was you right. You don't have to get meta every time, go to <laughs> I know it's just that's that's a bad habit of mine. But uh, I was writing up some notes for Brandon and I's upcoming members only white paper review episode for the uh, for the eight people who have who have generously signed up on our Patreon thing. I you know so we can quit our job soon. But anyhow, so I was writing it in Dropbox paper. And and I, I got a link. I said I wanted to share it with Matt Ray and Brandon. And then I got a link and then I posted it in the, the public the public Slack channel that we have. And and then I saw this person come in and looking at it. I was like, Whoa, where'd that come from? And can they access all of my Dropbox? And it's just like the the point of that being that like I thought it was pretty straightforward that I just wanted to invite these two people, but Dropbox <laughs> was like, No 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 no. What you want is a URL that you can send to anyone. 
right, buddy? <laughs> and they're like, no. But didn't, yeah. You know. Well, well, la- la- last week. So next week I'll be at uh, RSA Conf in, in, in Singapore, and uh, I was having some trouble with my login and you know getting my accounts sorted out. And so I, I sent an email to their <clears throat> uh, registration folks and. The RSA comp sent me my password in clear text. And I was like, oh, oh come on, people. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is it, though. But this is always what's known. Because I always think the conferences, the security conferences are, are always funny because most of the time, and this isn't just picking on them. It's just most conferences, like they outsource like the badge. Oh, yeah, you know, like they yeah, outsource yeah. all that. So it's not really no, them I, doing it. I knew it, it wasn't them. But like, yeah. No, but you see the contradiction, right? It's like, well, we got to run this conference and we got to get this done. So these guys just do what's simple. Simple and easy, and they can't make it too secure because then people don't get their badges and they get pissed, right? <laughs> and so, but then you're at the security conference, and then everyone's walking around at the security conference. Like, what are they wearing? They're wearing a badge with their name on it, right? Because we've, we've all decided it's better to like at least kind of see the name than it is to just like act like we don't know each other, right? It's, or you know, continuously introduce yourself. So, so you kind of get like all even at a very secure environment, like Black Hat, I think is next week or the week after. Like you're gonna go there, and there's gonna be like badge scanning and names, and you know, and like kind of like this interchange of identity because that's what we need to like you know conduct our lives as human beings. But at the same time, there'll be all these people up there talking about like, well, I don't post anything about me online. I don't ever talk, <laughs> but they'll be talking in public. So you're like, wait a minute, right? It's like yeah. the Krebs on security guy. Like he's the one that's like always talking about security, and he is subject to more hacks probably than any of us. Uh, and so it's just a funny conundrum about like we want to care about this sort of like just your cote. I think your point is spot on. You want to care about weight loss, and you kind of do, but then you're like, I just need to like live my life, life, and I do want some artisanal chips. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, this uh, qu- quick little update on my uh, my French paleo dieting. So I feel like it's been a month and a half now. Maybe when was when was Oscon Austin? Anyways. Like I, I, I think I think what it has managed to do for me is I've I've gone down about two pounds permanently. I don't know. I, I think I think I found my floor at around like one eighty nine to one ninety two. That is clearly my ideal weight, unless I want to like eat kale for the rest of my life. So I don't know what to do with that. I don't know. You you well, I don't know about Matt Ray, we never talk about this, but you're you're up to speed on this healthy living stuff, Brandon. Is like when when does the business rule trigger off? That's like, all right, Cote, fuck it, right? Like, not not that you should like, you know, go and eat your artisanal chips for every meal, but at some point, you just you just got to be like, I gotta kind of stop trying, right? Like, this is this is I don't I need to just this is this is fine. I don't know what to do. I mean, I'm basically like flatlined. So when when do I when do I make that decision, Brandon? Well, one, I think you have to start with just like do not like don't look at the uh, BMI thing, right? Because we've all agreed BMI is bad. But like, do you feel like you're at a healthy weight based on like some external source, like a physician or like your own thing? Like, do you feel like you're maybe not again not a perfect weight, a healthy weight, yeah. right? That's like your first question. I think you're probably there, right? Because you've you know you've been pretty good for the last couple of years. So then I think it's more just a self esteem slash vanity kind of thing like you know if you're if you can like you know become happy with where you're at because you are like i mean unfortunately Kote, didn't you just you're now you're, you start your age starts with a four now right wasn't that right. january That's first right. year and so like now you're into like Spe- speaking all, you know, of, kind uh, of in this of area of like where it 
it will just take <laughs> that's right there you go just telling everyone <laughs> just reveal yeah. see even i do it god damn oh, it. you can't believe it i just did everything <laughs> we have to edit the whole thing out when <laughs> out but my whole point was to say is you are unfortunately kind of getting in that area where it's like yeah like you will have to like work you know this is like the worst it's like just like security marketing it's like you will have to work twice as hard just to stay where you're at right so this is where you have to kind of like re um you know reframe your expectation so so what you're telling me what you're telling me is after just a few changes to diet, I'm not going to end up like that that old guy with the shirt off in front of a grill in the back of American Ways magazine that I'm no. on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Well, I think it's but it is points. Like there have been points where I have gotten down, you know, pretty far. I think in weight, but it is like you said, it is such. A, there's you have to just be so relentless on the diet, yeah. right? It's just it's. Like, I mean, even the working out is. It's fine. I mean, I don't even mind that part of it, but it's just like, yeah, like you can't have anything good at all. I know. I know. Right? Like, 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 like this it's morning. Just, and there's essentially you just break. Like I feel like you can only do exactly. it for three, maybe 90 days before you're like you find – and then you'll be like I'm going to treat myself. But once you kind of like – you're just like I have to step out of this. I just can't do it forever. Hmm. There, there, Yeah, there are a lot of parallels here with the security world. The whole like, you know, well – I'm going to lock this down, lock this down, lock this down. And then you get to the point where you're like, you know what? I need to connect to that unsecured Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, I think it's even better, right? When you have to interact with like the real world. Like, Oh yeah. It's like some form, right? Like this, I've, I've had this test so many times, like form for my son. Anyway, some kind of form that you have to fill out and sign. Right. And then of course, hopefully today, at least the people, you know, they, and they've emailed it to you and you have this PDF. So it's like, the best, the fastest way to get this task done is to email it back to them. But we know emails unsecure. We don't even have to go into that whole thing, right? And it's like, and you just want to get it done. But you know, this has lots of information on it now, right? Because you just try to finish it out. So it's like, and the other on the person on the other end, not super high tech, and they don't really care about your, like your security issues. They're just they're just like there to do their job. <laughs> I right? don't want to so hear like, about your kale yeah. vegan so what keto you, diet. That's right. What are you going to do? It is. It's like talking to. It's like um, when, when you go when you go with the family to Thanksgiving. Try. You go to the family to Thanksgiving, and they're like, first it's course exactly. stuffing. <laughs> it's exactly. No one, no. It's like, hey, hey, I, I made some or sorry, some kale stuffing. No, no, no. That's it. Like they're just looking at you. So, so your choice is like. Do you just email that form back, hope nothing happens, and complete the task, or do you venture in and trying to get this form to this person in a more, a more secure way? Like share it, put a password on it, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, oh my god, because the person on the other end just they have no tolerance for you, and they may have no idea what to do. So it's like, right. and I don't know how many times where you're just like, well, I'm just, I most of the time I just send the form. I'm just like, I got to get this done. So, and that is, but like you are always, always confronted with this problem in the real world. So it's kind of back to eating. It's like, yeah, like no one cares about your kale stuffing at Thanksgiving. You're just going to have to decide to not eat it, which sucks, or just be like, I'm, I'm okay with where I'm at, whatever the way you said. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I mean, I mean to round up maybe, cause I got to find out about this, uh, this hot dog in Snapchat, but like, uh, I think what I need to use as I understand it, the vernacular of the uh, the modern major security CISO, I need to I need to reassess my diet posture and do some some risk analysis uh, on on what I allow myself to eat. Which is to say, uh, to put it in my my uh, terminology, I need to figure out how I both quarantine and minimize the blast radius 
of, of decisions that are made. <laughs> this and, this is all going into my slides. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean, look, look, look. Uh, just one more thing, and then we can move on to the hot dog. But like, it's just like this. I made my daughter. My daughter continually tricks me about the idea that she wants a taco. She doesn't like tortillas, but it just makes my heart flutter when she's like, "I want a taco," and I'm like, "Yes." You, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are my child. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> the parenting is working. And then I give her a taco, and inevitably, she eats the inside of the taco out, which is just, that's, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, <laughs> strong. I'll learn strong. her, like, eventually. But anyway, so she always has, like, at least half of her taco left over, a delicious breakfast taco, and I'm just like, fuck, I can't eat that. And, and it's just like... <laughs> Oh, that's even better. That is the uh, worst thing ever when your kid doesn't want the thing that you love. Like my kid's like, I don't want any more pizza. I'm like, oh my God, if only I could eat this and, and just as much as I wanted. I would, oh God, to be seven years old. It would be the greatest thing ever. So speaking of being seven year old, what is this hot dog in Snapchat? Oh. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, have you not seen it? It's like the new release. You haven't seen the Snapchat? They've, uh, I don't know what it's called, but like, yeah, they introduced a virtual like a, a oh, sorry like an augmented reality uh like hot dog like we got it, definitely and so you just put up your snapchat and then you can put the this hot dog uh, you know just on anything you want and inside your picture so it's uh <laughs> it's it's but i think it's crazy because there's this great we'll have to find and put in the show notes it's like snapchat of course is um maybe people have been following this podcast like they've dipped down below their ipo price so they they're having trouble like you know meeting the advertising revenue after the IPO. And so somebody was like super funny. I think like a more of like an investment focused person, but he had a very good sense of humor on Twitter. It was just like, can you imagine like be, being this being presented at like at an investor conference? Like, what do you, what's the plan guys? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah, like, how are you turning seeing... around? And then the guy pulls up and he shows like a slide, a PowerPoint slide of like the hot dog virtual reality. And you're like, this is the plan guys. This is what's going to like save us. So, yeah. um, but there must be, and that, that's what led me to, like, I'm trying to work this hot dog into my PowerPoints as much as possible. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. We'll see how I do over the next few that, months. I, I think, I, think wow. I, don't, I don't know if this, if this meme becomes before or after, but I hope it's after. I think, I think the post hold my beer phrase is, I gotcha. I gotcha, bro. And I think that's what the hot dog is right there. It's, it's a, oh, man. Wow. Well, that, that's, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I, I like, uh, you know, what they need to do, they need to, uh, obviously, they need to uh, fly, fly our buddy Ben Thompson over from Taiwan or Taipei, uh, go, to, go to Snap headquarters, and he'll, he'll just sort them out tell them what to do with all this uh, <laughs> i had no idea no, but i do like i mean the one thing i give them this is always back to like you know probably something we can talk about every single episode if we haven't already it was just simple like you know the whole product market fit and like what to add and features and it's like this is my the only thing is like just nobody knows like i don't know like i've seen the hot like it may be just come and go so like a fad but I will say I've seen the hot dog a lot. Like people have shown it to me or like around the office and like it's showing up all over Twitter. So it's like you have to give them some kind of credit. Like they're hitting on things that are just – that are at least interesting and, and drive traffic. And I, Go ahead, Matt. I, I have to give them credit because I hadn't heard of it. And okay. I, I thought I thought when you said something about hot dogs and, and, and phones, I thought you were talking about the uh, Silicon Valley uh, hot dog app. <laughs> and so, and so, not only have they been successful, they've spread the meme to the uninformed. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So it's like, but like, why does it? But I think this is back to like, I just think no one knows. Like, I don't know how many other ideas. Like, imagine if the hot dog idea is the one they implemented. Like, what were the nine other things in the meeting? They're like, no, I just like that's stupid. Oh, no. That's stupid. Nobody, not, we're not doing that. That's dumb, right? soup. 
Like, because you got to think five of them were just like boring. People are like, yeah. Like, do you can you imagine like somebody's like, you know what we should do, guys? Maybe we should do two factor authentication on the Snapchat ad. And the guy's like, are you fucking kidding me? Have you seen this hot dog thing I have? And they're like, okay, let's do that. So, I mean, there's like a meeting that this stuff's happening all the time. And it's like, well, the hot dog thing. Not bad. Not. I was like, I think it's kind of working. We'll see. I, 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 lo- I love how every episode I try to put like product management on a pedestal, and Brandon's always there to knock it down. <laughs> like, well, oh, they know what I, I should know. I want to credit them because like they, somebody had the guts to be like, this is what it is, and like put it forward. And I don't know. I would love. I would love if anybody knows. There just seems like a great medium post from somebody at Snapchat. Like. How did they decide to do the hot dog? Like, where did it come from? Why was it picked? And, like, what was the process? Because I, I think it would be fascinating. I mean, I assume product management like, research was involved, but maybe not. Maybe somebody's like, hey, I just downloaded the AR kit. Look what I did. So, like, like, I know. Okay, it's next ebook. That's right. E-book. I know here at IBM, <laughs> like, we do have a bunch of um, really good AR developers, and they, like, do crazy stuff all the time. We just don't, I don't, it doesn't get released to the world, but, uh, you know. <laughs> See, the so, IBM product management says, no, no hot dogs, 2FA. <laughs> that's true. That's actually, that's actually kind of true. Like, where do we put that hot dog? We gotta well, find well we, we, should, we should put a bookmark on that for tomorrow morning, Brandon, when we talk about this white paper, because one of the pseudo-recommendations is that AR is an important emerging technology. And, and mm. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't that's know what true. to do with that. Like whatever you do, don't <laughs> hey, anyone that's gonna build an AR app, no more ruler apps. That's out. That's been done. That's <laughs> like the hello world of AR. No more ruler apps. We got that covered. Do something different. Yeah. Run to levels. Yeah, maybe 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 uh pr- prospectives thinking going back to the diet thing. Maybe what you want to do is like if if um if prospective uh sort of like uh partner life partners of mine they could look at me in my 20s and hold up an AR thing and it'd be like, when this guy finally gives, gives up and eats his artisanal bags of chips, this is what he's going to look like. <laughs> oh, I think they just need to keep it. Uh, is hot dog, not hot dog. That's right. <laughs> well, I like it. It is fun, though, when like, technology comes out because this is, we'll channel a little Ben Thompson, right? Because this is like one of his many familiar uh, rants. It's like, well, the problem is like when the technology first comes out, we only look at like what we're doing right now. And then we have tried to apply it to that, right? So like, that's why everyone's like, hey, we'll just keep making roller apps. But like, but you don't really know where the thing is going to go. Like what new business, what new thing is it going to spawn? So it is kind of interesting. You'd be like, well, I'm kind of stuck in my – I've confined myself to only the things I know about now. I have no idea really what – this. and I think this is the answer to all, all AR businesses. No one knows which new thing will break out inside of it. There's just sort of this belief – and there is this intuition that something huge can come of it, but we just are not capable of conceiving of it right now. And then in 10 years, it will seem amazingly obvious to us what was created with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. key question, and we should move on to the next thing, is uh, is the hot dog incremental innovation or disruptive innovation? We should figure that <laughs> out. my friend is the blog post that writes itself. Yes, yes. Which chasm is being leaped by this hot dog app? Uh, so speaking of trying to get into new things, uh, as I'll just do a slight mid-roll. As I've mentioned many times, so we have a, uh, a Patreon account, right? And uh, I mentioned earlier, we have, had, we have had a total of eight people who, who have done some good work and signed up with us. It's very nice. They even give us some input. Some jokester, and this is, this is a great joke, instead of giving us a dollar a month, he gave us $3.33. I don't know if this is some kind of no agenda reference that I don't know, where you give weird amounts of money, but that's fine. 
I don't listen to that show anymore. I, I liked it a lot when they discussed <laughs> going out to eat at fancy restaurants, and then they went fucking crazy. So that was years ago. I stopped listening to that, but whatever. Maybe some listeners listen to that and they can tell me how they're doing. Uh, anyways, so I we were thinking uh, you can do this like members only feed, and so uh, like we were talking about, we were going to go over a white paper, something that you know we people seem to like around here. And uh, I'll I'll put a link to my notes in the show notes as kind of like a little teaser. But there's there's one of these good like macro what do companies want to do things from uh, Price Waterhouse Coopers PwC, and it's mm. only thirty pages. And I think it's a good uh, it's good for all the angles that we like this kind of stuff. The actual content, like the meta analysis of it, and things like that. <clears throat> so Brandon and I, uh, Matt Ray will be uh, figuring out. Uh, hot dog businesses. Uh, he will be unavailable. I'll probably be asleep. Yeah. yeah. What, what, do they, what do they call it? What do they call a hot dog in Australia, Matt Ray? Um, well, they're they're really big fans of the sausage sizzle here. Um, of course they are. Of course they are. Uh, are, are the the snag? Um, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Good. They're, they're, Good. They're, they're big. They're big on sausages on white bread. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Well. So. <laughs> write a note to Snapchat for the Australian market. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyhow, uh, Brandon and I will be going over that tomorrow. We'll see what happens. And and as always, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But if you go to patreon.com slash SDT, you should sign up for that now. And then you'll, you'll get access to this episode. And then also, we as just to remind you, we have a uh, software-defined talk Slack. You can come in and uh, hang out there. Because of our friend JJ, who did not have to SSH into anything to set this up, I don't think you can go to softwaredefinedtalk.com slash slack and uh, get yourself signed up there. So, so uh, the the other thing uh, that, that was, we have on the list this week is, is it looks like there were rumors about Amazon. They're going to buy slack or something. I don't know how credible those were. It was probably as, as you know, one of my favorite M and a rumors, uh, is it a trope or a line is that uh, the, the sources wanted to remain confidential because this was not public news. And it's like, Thank you. I, I appreciate you <laughs> specifying. It's it, you know they In, didn't insiders. They did yeah. they didn't want Unnamed to insiders. They didn't want to remain confidential just because you know they don't want to they don't want to make a big fuss about themselves or anything, right? Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I work in product management for Amazon. Put my name at the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, there there were some other apparently they're sending out surveys that they're they're looking into doing some sort of messaging app. Right. So, what, mm-hmm. what what do you think of this, Matt Ray? What's what's this? What's panning out here? You, <laughs> I think this is the greatest idea ever. Uh, can you put my name in the headline? No, I mean <laughs> this is terrible. I, okay, how many? Wow, a strong many, opinion from Matt Ray. I like it. No, no. Th- I, like there is just a graveyard of messaging apps out there, and they do nothing to add anything new. Um. I, I mean, think about like how many messaging apps has Google launched in the last year? You know, how many ways and mm. beating on Google? But like, you know, there are all sorts of other things out there. There's, you know, there's WeChat, there's Wire, there's, um, you know, <laughs> Yahoo and ICQ. And man, I mean, there's just, you know, so many different choices. Like, how does anybody think that this is a market that they're like, you know what, we can get in there and, and, and really monetize this thing. Um, I, I think if you're Amazon, rather than try to like, you know, edge your way in here with something as you know popular as Allo is just like, 
know, just buy somebody who exists and then, you know, bolt them into everything you do and, you know, do it right. You know, don't screw it up like Microsoft and Skype, but, you know, it just... Well, well, like maybe, 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 uh, maybe snaps just a few more hot dogs away from a depressed market valuation, and uh, Amazon could snap them up. Did I get? Did I get enough jokes yeah. on there? Did that there, there you go. <laughs> I mean, you, 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 yeah, you, you take a snap, you, you take over their advertising platform as click-throughs to buy stuff. You know, like, you know, is it a hot dog? Is it not a hot dog? Is it something I should buy? Mm. Problem solved. There's ARs play. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> they do, they do have that. Uh, what do they call that thing? That's got a touch screen and it'll let people drop in and tell you if you're ugly or not. If 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 your clothes work out or something, <laughs> they got that thing going. On. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think starting a new one. Uh, this this reminds me of of last week's conversation about writing a new uh, container engine. Right? It's mm. like, yeah. Well, the, what what is the monetization strategy there other than you know me too? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I'm I think, a, I'm I, think I think that sums it up. I mean, I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need any more messaging apps. You remember, you remember, you remember the good old days when you would be listening to music on your Motorola Razor, your, your rocker, Matt Ray, yes, and yes, we were all I, using ADM and, and it just was yes. like we had like one IM client that hooked up to all these different things. Mm. I remember, remember, I remember when of, of iTunes Pulse, when yeah. I could do, you know. Messaging in my my uh, music app, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I I, rem- I remember I so, remember when iMessages I was, uh, came out. It had this promise of logging into GTalk and AIM, and it never really yeah. seemed to work. Like I don't really know what was happening, never, but it was it was bizarre. And and now, like for my Android, I send SMSs to people with iMessage. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> but I do think so. I think there's a couple things that kind of interesting to like pick apart around Amazon here. So one, I do think. Like if there's an Achilles heel, which is probably the wrong word, but if there's just a desire Amazon can't figure out, it's sort of, you know, this direct relationship, you know, with the consumer where they own the device or the actual communication channel, right? I think that must be the thing they worry a lot about is like, hey, there's Android and there's iOS and there, you know, that's why I think they did the phone, right? They, they, and I think the Echo which does seem to be very, you know, at least well done for what it, it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, there's this need. They, they clearly want to be like, we want to have this direct relationship. So the same thing around, I think, where this messaging stuff is coming from is like, we don't want to be reliant on any, you know, we want them to come to our messaging app to talk to us and control it versus them choosing to integrate, whether it's like email or SMS or iMessage or, you know, whatever these, all the various things that are you know either out there today or WhatsApp right is another one. It's like finding ways to interact with them or create their own ones. So, you know, clearly that's like something they just must you know meet on and write uh, six page memos on like every day, right? How are you going to do that? And you know, I think Echo's a hit and other stuff's probably a miss. Now, the thing I would write if I was writing my six page memo, I would say, hey, you know, the thing that Amazon does have a nice uh, leverage would be you know kind of a uh, a Venmo payments kind of thing, like build a messaging app, right? But really center it around um, peer-to-peer payments, right? So that everyone can do it because you, we are very used to giving Amazon money uh, whenever you can use Amazon checkout. Like I like that as well. And I think that's a place where they are almost establishing themselves as not only the preferred you know, place to buy stuff, but the place that you kind of trust with your money, right? You know, yeah. they, and, and that would 
be an interesting because I know uh, mess in Apple Messages or you know some format they're going to allow you to do you know the same kind of thing peer to peer payments and I think in my little ecosystem that's going to be hugely successful because we all use iMessage and we'll, we're pretty you know we feel comfortable with Apple and PayPal we tend to just not like but Amazon like you know Matt Ray being a good example here like. We all, all of us that, you know, think about 80 million people or whatever the number is for Amazon Prime. If we could all like quickly send each other money mm. when we owed money, that's now that's getting interesting, right? That's yeah. sort of like something. And I do think more and more people are just assuming like, you know, you're a prime customer, right? And that's just like another thing you could do at a really low rate or free as part of the prime membership. Well, and, and, and I guess it's really, <clears throat> are they looking for a feature for Amazon or are they looking for a network to acquire? And so, if, if they if they're looking for some sort of you know private messaging that could roll on top of their Prime network, you know, like I could say, hey, uh, you know, Alexa, send send Brandon, you know, a voicemail, and that goes across the wire. That's cooler and more interesting than like you know, oh look, I have a new place to post photos. Um, you know, so so I, I I'll backtrack a little bit. I can see a value there. I don't see a value in just having a generic messaging platform. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that you know when we we see the stuff half baked, right? Is or just sort of like the random speculation. Yeah, like I don't, you know, the last thing anyone wants is like another messaging app. But one that if you think of like we've got eighty million Prime customers, and I want to just simple, you know, just upselling, right? Current customers as basic as business gets, right? It's just like how do I deepen the relationship with those guys and make it even easier for them to spend money with me or spend more time in, inside. My applications, and I definitely think like that. That to me is like the thing that jumps out is like, yeah, yeah. Like, sending money around seems great. Seems like a natural extension of payments. And like, oh, by the way, if I can send someone a text too, you know, just sort of because I'm there. All right, that's fine. And you know, yeah. the other thing I don't understand. This is part of the Amazon thing that I don't think is well covered, and I don't, I don't know if there is a really, really well thought out, you know, thought piece on it. Is like when they buy stuff like the, um, what's the video game? Tumblr, yeah, Twitch, right? It's like, what do they? I mean, they've owned that and they paid a lot of money for it. I know that's really successful, um, but like, what you know? What do they do? Like, how does that fit in? Or do they just like this was a good business? Listen, listen, I can tell you how that fits in. Every morning at six (laughs) thirty, my son comes downstairs, and he and and some like batshit crazy British person getting excited about Minecraft is like my new alarm. (gasps) Like I don't who oh who gosh. is this British is person who's like is oh, it, oh, no. is it, uh, oh look at who's this guy is oh, it, my God. oh oh is it uh, is too. it Stempy Stempy yeah. oh, Stempy Jesus. oh my Jesus. God I don't know but my that, son watches that t- no it has to be that's exactly it has what it to be same, that same guy, here whoever that guy is he I mean if you've Wait, ever seen the views uh, I mean that guy should be hired I, I don't know okay. what he's doing or what he's making it's incredible and but, but his guys, name is Stempy that's on that's on YouTube though. That's not Twitch. Ah, yeah, no, that's like, I. That's YouTube. That's that's what, that's what I was gonna say. Is like, wow, my son just just on YouTube. You know, I almost feel better that your son does it because I was like, man, I don't know, man, this is weird. I wonder if my kid's the only it's kid probably, watching. My, my kids do it too. Yeah. Okay, it's crazy. That guy is crazy. Yeah. yeah, they're they're all like that. They get like balls out excited about the dumbest shit. There's another one that he watches. <laughs> I think they're. I think. I think I think they're. Uh, I mean, that here, is every every parent, every generation ever. I know those damn video games. You guys get all excited about your two wheel bicycles. Yeah, I need to find I need to find that Mister Show clip for the end of the show where he's like, "Those kids and their video games." But anyways, uh, uh, yeah, the the other one I think they're in Austin. There's there's like this pair of people, like this guy, 
and and his lady friend and they're always doing these challenges in minecraft and man they are just mm. they are just so fucking excited about these video games anyways yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I, I mean, so, so, uh, two, two, two things I wrote in my little cue, you know, when you were talking earlier, Brandon, the, the thing, you know, I'm no professor Galloway, but I was thinking like, uh, what you were going to say is like, Amazon's very ambiguous when it comes to sort of like, like touchy feely brand, right? Like there's, they don't have a mascot, right? And, and like, there's not sort of like the allegiance. I don't, I mean, it, it's weird because there is. Maybe it's just me. I think I'm more a fan of them as like a business and execution engine, which fades over into the convenience of uh, ordering from Amazon, which kind of makes me a, a brand fan, if you will. But like, I, I don't know, like, do people like the Amazon brand? Are they do, do they have the same level of allegiance that they might have to like a Costco or a Walmart? Right. Like, I feel like Walmart's a good test. Right. Like Walmart is like people have like allegiances to that. They may not believe in global warming. Or that, you know, Russians are trying to meddle with the election, but people are highly aligned to Walmart, right? They love that place. I, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I feel, feel like, like, I feel, okay, maybe, maybe it's an extreme minority, right, of people, right? The same people who apparently elect presidents for us nowadays. But like, I have encountered many people and they're like, you're one of those smug target people, aren't you? And they're, they're all like, they're all over Man. like Walmart as some sort of like signifier of their life. Now, to be clear... We're always trying to sell to Walmart. I don't think this has anything to do with Walmart being good or bad, right? This is something that people like internalize in themselves and make up, right? You know, uh, you know, guns kill people, not not people killing. Wait, I got that wrong. Anyways, you get the idea. But uh, I, 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 yeah, I, I feel like. But but you Amazon... apply this to Amazon and Ama Like what? What is the Amazon has no like? They have no hot dog. Right. Like like what is their what is their thing? And so and, and then as a consequence, it's interesting that in like. Apple is is another example where I won't put my 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 checkbook in my mouth, so to speak. Uh, but um, like Apple's an example, right? People are fanatical about Apple, but like I don't know if Amazon aside, maybe in the developer space, we'll set that aside and use that also as an example. Nah. But like I, they they have this like they've never they've never like nailed consumer fanaticism. Yeah. I guess is what I'm getting to. No, they haven't. They haven't. But it's it, just like yeah. I was gonna say, look at the three, look at three acquisitions though, because may, maybe we're getting a little bit to like, you know, every company um, wants to be what it's not, right? So let's pick on or look at three acquisitions Amazon's done, right? Twitch, Whole Foods, and Zappos, right? Mm. I think all of those things come with like a real brand, strong community. People really, you know, affiliate themselves for different reasons. And I, so I think you know, Amazon. I think your your answer to your question is like, no, I don't think people. I think people think of Amazon as a very efficient place to buy things. I don't think they think of it as like a Target, Costco, Zappos, Whole Foods kind, yeah. of, kind of thing, right? They don't they don't internalize that internalize that as part of their own narrative or you know kind of like helps them understand who they are in some way. So I think Amazon, you know, these acquisitions because they're buying companies that you know sort of do that better. I think that's maybe an indication that they you know they either want to or think they need to have more of that right so mm -hmm. they kind of buy these companies and, and they to their credit i mean as far as i know like twitch you know and zappos you know when i when i've used them right they they look independent to me that no i don't think they're um fundamentally their user experience has changed since their acquisition so i i'm guessing they're left alone to a large extent yeah. Um, or maybe it's just mostly behind the scenes, you know, kind of uh, HR finance integration, right? So, 
it's, you know, it is interesting though that maybe that's what Amazon's trying to learn, right? It's like, how do we do this? Like, maybe that's what what's yeah. happening. You, you, you know, you know, deep down in my stack of of uh, when when I when I win the lottery, hopefully it'll be at the one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollar range at that point. And sure. uh, first, I'll finish my son WTF book, so get that out of the way, and then I'll probably do nothing for several years. And then, and then it would be fun to do a, a sort of updated how does M and A work in the tech world right, and with case studies. And I think I think I think Amazon would be an interesting study in that they seem to either completely leave their acquisitions alone or completely integrate them. Right, like you kind of never hear about. I don't know if that's true or not, but like you were just na- like we we could predict that Whole Foods will largely be left alone with just some little interesting uh synergies in there right yeah. and then yeah. and then and then you see Zappos like i'm still always confused about like if i buy shoes at amazon is this zappos or not and then why not right like it's really weird and then i was just using uh woot the other night to talk about like uh consumer loyalty and i remembered like oh amazon owns this and it was like still the goofy old woot thing you can log in with amazon but uh yeah i mean it seems like they do a lot of uh not touching the acquisitions as far as i can tell but uh, I wouldn't. I don't know off the top of my head things that they fully uh, pull into and just. Uh, well, decide. I think there's clearly stuff like they just want to own market share. I think Diapers.com was like one where they. Mm. I think it was actually written up as like one of the few companies that like went head to hand with Amazon, and basically beat them. And Amazon just wanted to own, you know, essentially own Diapers, so they bought them. And I think that is, you know, I think you just get redirected now to Amazon, right? Yeah. You just buy the. So I think there are places where they're just like, hey, we just want to own this. Yeah. Um, well, but there are, like you said, like we went through the other ones. It is interesting to see that they've, you know, left a bunch of stuff alone. Well, well, before before we turn this podcast, switch this podcast over from officially all about Kubernetes to just Amazon, we should, we should switch <laughs> topics. I think I think we're always in danger. Of, I mean, you know, Amazon's a big enough company; they're always they're always fascinating, uh, the, the way they go about stuff. So, speaking of, uh, it looks like also, uh, and I had a few questions about this. Is also Google has their new snowball. Although they call oh, it, oh yeah, they call it their transfer appliance. I think. I think. For, for, so let's, let's just do a quick straw poll. So is Google on the path for just naming things what they are? Like, or are there some contra examples <laughs> of this? Like, I think I think oh. their naming scheme is they only name things like you got the Google Cloud Platform, and you got uh, Gmail. Container I, I mean, engine. Yeah, I can. I I think I think their branding people App are like engine. We're like, hey guys and girls, uh, let's start naming things how they are. And and all the engineers are like, yes, yes, but er, and they're like, nope, 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 nope. This policy is unarguable. Go get your free lunch. Come back and name things what they are. Strap on your beanie and start coding on Google database. <laughs> there you go. But uh, yeah, like like for one thing, I I really appreciate this chart they put out. I'm still trying to figure out how to read it, but I think I got it down. Which basically, uh, uh, you know, it's 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 your data gravity chart. I mean, data gravity. That's that's from uh, Dave McCrory, right? Is that how? You... Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He, that that was that was one of the uh, one of the better theories. I think I think maybe maybe if we were to put like uh, incidental IT theories that people have uh, have put. In, into the world. Hashtags is number one, right? I oh, was yeah, watching sure. The Fall the other day and they're interviewing someone who I was watching it because my wife was watching it. Again, you can see my rant about uh, true crimes, police dramas. Anyways, uh, and and they, the psychologist is trying to test out this guy's memory uh, loss by asking if he knew what hash codes, hashtags were. And I was like, holy shit. 
that Christmasina guy is set. Anyways, <laughs> somewhere somewhere down that list is data gravity. So good good job sure. on on Dave for that. But there's a good chart that shows you uh, your network speeds, which persist being in nonsense of whatever the fuck a BPS is. I don't understand what a BPS is. My, oh, every everything else in my life, everything yeah. else in my life is not done on a velocity basis. It's <laughs> done in a storage at rest basis. So I don't know what that means, right? But so they got that Good chart point. there, and you can figure out how many days or years it's going to take you to transfer your stuff versus to load it on your uh, your Google Transfer appliance and mail it to them. Looks like it costs five hundred dollars to FedEx. Exit. I don't know if that includes insurance or not, uh, but uh, probably seems, seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, you know, probably you just look at what Amazon has that is successful and Google doesn't have yet, and that's you know, product management one hundred and one. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, what is the has anyone seen any numbers on like how many of these devices, um, whether it be Amazon or Google, are actually like in use? Like, is it? Hundreds, thousands, tens of it's, thousands. Like, I, I mean, obviously, it's successful for Amazon. Um, I remember them talking about customers getting hundreds of those devices. Uh, but you know, like, if you run into, I have not, I haven't seen any in the wild. Like, no, not. I'm just not probably close enough. <laughs> or like, no one has told me like, yeah, we're doing this project and we're using it. I mean, you know, probably not something people would volunteer. But have, have you? I don't know, Matt. Right? You're 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 kind of out out and about. Uh, yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen? Any I have. Done? I, I have, um, uh, you know, I, I've seen a customer too who's, you know, they're engaged with Amazon. They're, you know, moving some workloads into into the cloud, and you know, they've got a, a few snowballs because it's, you know, after Amazon rolled it out, it was available everywhere, like in in short short term. So you know, that's how you can tell, like, with Amazon, what's successful is like what has the, you know, the most releases and how quick it's available in every AZ. Right? Yeah. So you That's can kind of proxy. figure out, you know, their their size of the teams. You know, how many pizzas are getting to each team is by how many times uh, uh, Jeff Barr, you know, blogs about them. And then, you know, you just watch. They've got a big uh, uh, matrix of you know which features are available in which AZs, and you can just see like the things that roll out fast are the the popular ones. And so, yeah, snowballs showed up everywhere. They're uh, Snow machine, snow carrier, whatever. Snowmobile, the, whatever. Yeah, the the the, the eighteen one. wheeler. Yeah, the eighteen wheeler showed up immediately everywhere because I remember like they announced it, and then I was like, hey, we can get that in Sydney, right? So it's very popular. Look at this. And Look at this. We got we got some old school industry analyst supply chain uh, peeking around here. Yeah, it's like channel <laughs> checks. No, I feel like Matt Ray. This is going to be part of the uh, the uh, Patreon subscription. Matt Ray's uh, investment advice. You know, channel <laughs> checks are strong in Amazon. Snowmobiles wow. and yeah. uh, snowballs are up. It's yeah. going to be it's going to be a huge quarter. But, but, yeah. but between between sticking sausages on white bread, we got Matt Ray's take on data gravity. <laughs> Well, and, and and speaking of data gravity, uh, you know that was that was in, in uh, the term was introduced by by uh, Dave McCrory, uh, who last seen as the CTO at Basho, mm. and uh, um, I, I saw that the the register in their uh, inflammatory headline style said uh, that Basho seems to have disappeared. Um, so that's another open source company that no longer seems to be around. Um, now this, this is one, yeah. one of the one of the no SQL darlings. I think they were all darlings uh, at some point. Now, now just just <laughs> just briefly, just briefly, uh, 
can 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 you tell me can someone tell me like so is is the no sql thing only about like kafka and cassandra now or are there other things running around that's all i ever hear about i think i've asked this question before and i thoroughly embarrass myself so here i am again well i i think there's um don't forget about mongo right oh mongo mongo and 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 myra db postgres postgres again those are those are sequel, right? So mm. so Mariah is is you know that whole MySQL family of of of, of machine of uh, companies and and products, and, and then you know Postgres is you know uh, Enterprise DB and all the traditional SQL databases. Um, yeah, I mean there's there's definitely it's a hard place to make um, uh, a, a successful commercial company because you've always got the the specter of somebody like Amazon or Microsoft offering your open source database as a service without engaging you. Right. And so, you know, if, if they're going to offer, you know, elastic search as a service, what do you do if you are elastic.com? Right. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so Basho seems to be a, a, uh, casualty in that market. Um, you know, they had a, a couple of really large high profile customers, but that didn't seem to uh, to hold on to uh, the the traction for them. And you know, I heard it was really good tech. I heard really good things about it. Um, I you know, I think we've you know, chef hired a couple of folks away <laughs> from Bashro over the years. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to make uh, a play there. But but uh, people, it's not stopping people from doing it. But yeah. Yeah, well, we'll have to see. Maybe there'll be one of those uh, one of those ambiguous asset acquisitions where someone comes and. Uh... Scoops up the stuff. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll have to check that out. Well, uh, also uh, there, there was there, you know I, I I read up as much of this as possible. We there, there was a big Rackspace event up there, and uh, connected to the the uh, the private cloud stuff we've been discussing, they had a couple of announcements about like managed cloud, private cloud things they were going to doing. That that was a weird word salad there, uh, but. <laughs> It's, it's, I, th- I think they were announcing that there's going to be like a beta of like managing uh, Google Cloud platform for you. And, you know, I didn't think about it till now, but like Google has this uh, they have the, they call it uh, you got the SRE and they got the CRE, like some some sort of certification for if you're going to run your stuff on their cloud and manage it. And I wonder if, if that's the kind of thing Rackspace will uh, will work with. Like we have we at Pivotal have this certification so you can like. I think it means like SREs can like run our stuff on Google Cloud Platform and make their promises. And these are the kind of things I should really know. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to go look at my notes mm. from the past. Well, I was going to say, what's your take? So, you know, Rackspace, they, they went private, right? And I think that's all done. Mm. And then now, now know, listen, as... now listen, before you say something huh? cynical. And, no, and, no, I'm not going to say. No, I was just, I was going to edge, and they ahead. also they also announced that they'll run Pivotal Cloud Foundry for you, just to get. No, no, I wasn't going to say plugins. anything. I was going to say like, as often as the case, go private, and then yeah. it's almost like once you've gone private, you can just become like a normal person. They don't, they're not like in the press a lot. They're not like just throwing all kinds <laughs> of crazy announcements out and partnerships. It's like you know, yeah. it's all crazy. So, so I was going to say like, where um, like have things kind of cooled off? Have they, have they found like a like this niche of like, media, hey, we're gonna, yeah. yeah, we're gonna, like, we're not trying to like compete with Amazon and be the next Amazon week, but we found a nice niche about helping customers with a, you know, yeah. pivotal and private clouds. Like, is that like the gist or like what's I, I, going on? I mean, on as, over there? as I've been watching them, and this is like, I don't talk with Rackspace people anymore. I, I was at, uh, I was at the Austin DevOps meetup where I had a talk at Rackspace. We'll put a recording to my talk in the show notes, but, uh, 
you know, I don't know what's going on there, but looking at it just, just as y'all do externally. Yeah. I mean, it seems like your summary is spot on that basically they're like, now we're going to do managed, right? Managed cloud, managed colo. We're going to do what we've always done. Uh, instead of doing mm-hmm. commodity public cloud, we're basically going to uh, do managed services for people. And that's essentially what the, uh, the Pivotal Cloud Foundry thing is, right? Like they will manage your Pivotal Cloud Foundry instance of getting it up and running and monitoring it and, and, well, and, and, and at least the platform the, layer and upgrading it and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and the high margin services that go with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, yeah. and, and you know, and, and I, I, it took me a little bit of digging, but, you know, they'll run it in private cloud or public cloud or your virtualization stuff. They're just basically people you can, uh, as we used to say, outsource that running to. Now, mm-hmm. to put on my pivotal marketing hat a little bit, and I'm sure this applies to other people in this space, you know, in theory, you only need a handful of people to actually run uh, the, things like Cloud Foundry, right? There's all sorts of documented cases of not having that many operations people. So it might actually be not uh, not too expensive and something that you can just uh, outsource to someone. Even And it probably would have good margins for them in the sense that like uh, you don't have to spend a lot of daily time on it because it, it's a cloud thing that manages it on its own. And in theory, if you scale that up, that means you... Uh, it's it's like an insurance business, right? Like you you may not have or banking, you may not have all the staff you need for something, but you don't ever actually have to have that uh, because it runs so well. I don't know automation business model, <laughs> digital. Well, it does seem like it's a natural. It's it does you know I I think culturally right like I always thought of Rackspace first and foremost that that they really lived up to that fanatical support. Like those guys when yeah, you got one yeah. of them on the phone, they like really knew a lot about whatever it was, like Linux and, and things like that. So like it actually seems like a transition to, hey, we're going to uh, take these products and know them inside and out. And then when you call us, like we're going to probably, you know, we're going to be able to troubleshoot you and get you set up. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like it's not like they have to necessarily send out a thousand people on site, but they can help you remotely, you know, very capable. So that seems like a nice, I mean, it makes a lot of sense, right? I know they had to go through several years of like, you know, a lot of probably pain to find that, but um, it, I don't know. From a, uh, from both a culture standpoint and an expertise standpoint, it seems like they're finding the right place for themselves. Yeah, you know, I, I think I think I think to uh, to to be the uh, to be the old uh, cloud wars person. I think I think I think as I think as you've outlined, they're an interesting. I don't know if I mean casualty is the easy way, but they they're an interesting didn't work out for them of like the basically the first wave of cloud war stuff, which their their whole game along with pretty much everyone else is like you're going to want enterprise cloud, right? And 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 first they tried to just straight up compete with like commodity cloud and that didn't work. Then they went for enterprise cloud. And I bet there was some like expectations set by their investors that that was going to pay off. And then when that tanked, it was just to I mean this is the magic of going being able to go private is like they were fine. They just like all the pricing that had been put into them, like that model turned out not to work out. <laughs> so, yeah. but they could go back to what their core competency was and build up. And, you know, plenty of other tech companies ha- are, have been in this situation where they are, uh, they are not allowed to fail. Right. And, and once they fail, they, they get punished brutally. Um, and so I don't, yeah, that'll be, it'll be good to see, like, I guess, I guess if it fits the theory, we're kind of throwing out here, that if um if they continue to announce more managed things right and you start to uh, when we do our channel checks with Matt Ray we start to see them showing up more and more then uh, this idea of being a managed service provider for cloud stuff will will actually be uh, good for them yeah I, I mean even even when they engage in like the the public cloud and and the private OpenStack stuff they were still making all their money just running VMware for people yeah. 
Yeah. Right. So, so this is, this is their core competency. You know, uh, I mean, the things they tried, you know, they didn't pan out the way they wanted them. They made some bets that didn't work, but you know, they, they're still good at what they do. Well, before we get to recommendations, just a little, uh, little back in mid roll thing. I only have a few things. Normally, we do have a discount code for DevOps Days Minneapolis, which is uh, next week. If you register, if you can register, use the code SDT for twenty percent off. But I saw that Boom. they're sold out, so you'll be on the wait list. But uh, for all the people who uh, Bridget has told me that we've had several, many people, in fact, use that code. So, so that's great. That's the very, very nice of you, and enjoy the conference. It'll be a good show. You should go up to the uh, go up to the pivotal table. Go find my my man Andrew Rifka. Talk to him. He's charming. He's a good guy. Excellent beard on that guy too. So, so you can go uh, and talk with him. And, and the measure of the man. And and also uh, the the uh, if you want to go to the Spring One platform, which I highly recommend, Pivotal's big conference, December fourth and fifth. You should come to that. A lot of the stuff that we talk about here is just scurrying about in the hallways there. Uh, you you can you can register with the code S one P two hundred underscore Cote. I'm sure you've memorized that. Just go to the show notes and look it up. But you can get twenty dollars off. Uh, off uh what, what do you call it registration uh but you know those are some events and matt ray has just like a buffet of things going on you want to mention any of those matt ray or just point people <laughs> to the show notes uh you know i, I kind of casually mentioned i'll be in singapore next week for rsa conf um you know we're doing a, a meetup uh monday night at the i think it's at microsoft maybe um so we're doing a chef meetup for Singapore to talk about compliance, uh, doing RSA conf at the DevSecOps event. Going to see our, our buddy uh, John Willis, congratulate him on his new gig. Mm. And then uh, I'm going to be over in uh, New Zealand the week after that. So I'm all over the place. And uh, we'll be sure to keep keep an eye on, on that because I got, I got events for days here. I, I, think, I, think, yeah. I think throughout the rest of the year, uh, we're going to call the, the Matt Ray is on a Asia Pack tour that we're going to call the Chef Gets Its ROI on Moving Matt Ray's Family to Australia. <laughs> so, the, 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 yes. Plenty of ROA to be achieved. Uh, but yes. so, so yeah. that. I can give you my, my insider's look at hotel at uh, airport lounges all across APEC. Oh, yes, yes. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> how, about, how about Brandon? You want to start us with your recommendation for the week? Yes. Yes, I do. Uh, HBO. Premiered an important show on uh, this past weekend that is not Game of Thrones. That was a documentary called uh, "The Defiant Ones." It's uh, follows uh, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre, who uh, started uh, Beats by Dre and then Beats Music, and it actually uh, picks kind of both of their lives up about when they get into music. And certainly know uh, a lot about Dr. Dre, and maybe people have seen that movie straight out of Compton. Did not know as much about Jimmy Iovine, like all the things that he did before he started Interscope Records. Though I mean, he basically produced, you know, albums for uh, John Lennon, U2, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I think he did some stuff with Stevie Nicks. So just like all the, I mean, just a, an immense amount of, of uh, I guess like top acts from the '70s and '80s. He was uh, the the record producer behind that, and then of course he hooked up with uh, Dr. Dre, and you know they started uh, Interscope Records, and then that led to Beats. Uh, Beats by Dre, and then it led to Beats Music, and of course they then got extremely wealthy with their acquisition uh, to Apple. I think it was three billion dollars. So it's a four-part episode on HBO. Oh, it's available on HBO. You know, go now. Um, it's really good. It's just well done. If you like documentaries, it's really just extremely well done. The way they tell the story and the way they edit it all together, 
And uh, if you didn't know as much about Jimmy Iovine, all the history of kind of more rock music and then how that melded into gangster rap and many other things, it's a, it's a fascinating uh, watch. So I highly recommend it. In case you forgot about Dre. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget about Dre. And I do, you know, I'll leave it on this one other, you know, it's like a topic for a, a completely different day. Um, but I do think there's a lot of like interesting parallels with like streaming music and open source software, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of the the journey of the artist, like, do you really just care about making music or do you want to be rich, right? Oh, and I yeah, think yeah. like watching how artists talk about music and how streaming's affected them, much like how uh, software developers talk about writing software and how like, you know, it's moved to open source and, you know, different ways. It's, it's just an interesting parallel, which I thought was really kind of interesting, maybe interesting for this crowd to think about. All right. Well, well, quick, quick channel check here. Uh, Brandon, does does Dr. Dre still wear his khakis with a cuff and a crease? Has he got that handled? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Dre uh, seemed to be dressed in all black. And the guy's in phenomenal shape. You talk about okay, going back to how we started this conversation. That's a guy that's well over 40 and has somehow found the magic. Like he is in phenomenal shape for his age. Better, He's, he's been much better shape now than he was certainly during his uh his twenties. He's he's chilling uh, with with Doctor Grill and shirtless in the back of American Ways. There, that's, that's he on. is. He's figured it out. Yeah. yeah. How about, how about yourself, Matt Ray? What do what do you got for us this week? Uh, I'm still uh, working on on putting up some photos. So um, last week I had just gotten back from vacation. Uh, nice uh, extended holiday with my family. We went to Western Australia. Landed in Perth. Went up and down the coast. Um, beautiful, beautiful place and, uh, had a, had a really great time. And then we hopped on a plane for Bali and, uh, that was, that was an adventure as well. So, um, I'll post some photos up if, uh, if, you know, if you have a family and you're thinking about taking exotic vacations, uh, hit me up and I can give you some more details on that. Um, so, so that was, you know, that's my pick is going on, on trips with your family, uh, to fun places. Um, and then, you know, uh, I, I, I'm probably really late to this game, but uh, uh, Sriracha on scrambled eggs is the bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so good, so good. It's like you know, uh, we don't have we don't have a lot of salsa choices over here in Australia. So I was like, I need something spicy. You know, I, I need to I need to make some sort of migas substitute here, and I put that on there, and mind was blown. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure I'm sure the, the ads nowadays would be like, this salsa is from Ho Chi Minh City. Get a roll. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, yeah, yes. you know, spe- well, since this is a diet episode, I am on the quest. Aside, uh, my last ditch effort is going to be to make it on my own. But I need some sriracha sauce that doesn't have sugar in it. I also need some fish sauce that doesn't have sugar in it. It's just, it's just, it's just very, very troubling. Very troubling. Well, I, I have, I have a few uh, local picks, local to Austin. First of all, we, uh, we had our, uh, our, our wedding anniversary. The, the, my Kim and I, and uh, we didn't do anything fancy because it was it was like I I should know both of us kind of forgot if it was eleven or twelve years. So it was, it was one of these off years, um, and uh, we 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 went to the Tigris uh, in addition to some other places. A little bar here on North Loop. It's a great place. It's been there now seven years. They're having like a, a seven year anniversary night on the twenty fourth, which we probably will not go to, but. That place is uh, fantastic. They they rotate the cocktails that they make. They're like artisanal cocktails from uh, from non hipster people, uh, and uh, they so they rotated them all out. And and the the owner who was there, I forget what her name is. It's it's uh it's something like Peg or Meg or something lovely. Uh, 
I was trying to remember one way back when from when they they went there. They didn't have on the cup, and she of course remembered it and made it. It's the the blood and sand. Very very good drink. Mm. So also, uh, we we also went this weekend to this this place up in Cedar Park. I remember when we worked with Michael Cloby, and he would tell me he lived in Cedar Park, and I was this uh, precocious twenty year old native Austinite, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that's far. And uh, but really, it's not that far at all. Especially now that I live up here it's in the because you live halfway there. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. I live right on the border. I'm still in Austin, but uh, you know, we got that weird Perdinalis energy. But the city picks up our trash, so so we're just riding on the edge. Wasn't that a book, The Razor's Edge? That's what we're doing up here in the suburbs. Anyways, uh, you go to the Veterans Park pool up there in Cedar Park. It costs you three dollars for an adult to get in. That's a phenomenal pool. I've also noticed uh, to the point of uh, of of Clovey being a trailblazer here. That all of the uh, all of those kind of young, uh, especially mostly mostly white, as we would say, those hipsters who have kids and they've gotten like a bunch of cursive tattooed on them, you know, those types of people, a few macklemore haircuts, oh. they and they must have all moved up there because that that's, that that pool is is lousy with them. There, it's all full of those uh, those people people with tattoo writing on themselves and uh, and Re- reproducing hipsters. Yeah, yeah, they're really pumping them out there. Maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, get a tigress branch up here. That would be awesome. So uh, you know, there's one more thing before we wrap up. I wanted to mention they, you know, Casper no longer a sponsor in this episode. Hopefully, if you wanted to be an SRE person, you you tuned into episodes last week. But they gave us a permanent discount code. If you want to get, I mean, you don't don't get paid for this, but you should go bot use it, and maybe they will sponsor us. You get fifty dollars off if you use the code what, Matt Ray. What is the code? <laughs> Hooray, Matt Ray. That's right. That's right. Spelled H-O-R-R-A-Y-M-A-T-T-R-A. Now, there was some contention about her- how hooray is, is, is spelled. I don't know. But it's uh, you can go look in the show notes to get $50 off your Casper stuff. I, I took a, a short nap on my daughter's mattress when I was putting her to bed the other night. Very comfortable. Well, as always, this has been uh, Software Defined Talk. If you want to get the show notes for this episode, it's episode 100. So yay for us. Uh, you know. You got. This is why I've been putting zero in front of all the numbers because you know you're gonna hit. Oh, uh, you knew we would hit it. Yeah, you got You got to file sort that shit. Is that some Fat Thirty Two business POSIC compliant? Oh, sure. I don't know. Yep. I mean, I, I don't. I'm just. I'm just There's a regex for that. Sure. Got it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> if you go to softwaredefinedtalk.com/slash100, you can see the extensive show notes where you can get links to all the stuff we mentioned, and a few bonus links this week. Uh, and as always, if you want to leave a, a review for us in iTunes or a rating, that's extremely helpful. Or just refer us to friends or uh, write about us on the Twitter. It's always good to uh, to get the word out there. And uh, as mentioned, uh, we'll be releasing in our Patreon thing a, a little members-only thing about looking over a, a white paper, Brandon and I. And if you just want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash sdt. And uh, you can sign up for monthly recurring billing. As, as certain other people would say, you can attach a leech to yourself. But it's a friendly leech that you enjoy listening to. And uh, that would be great. And you can join us in our Slack channel as well. And uh, with that, we'll see everyone next time. Bye-bye. Bye.